0: This is day 165 of our daily Bible reading. We'll be completing Ezekiel chapters 18 through 22. Lord Heavenly Father, as we enter into your presence this morning, please humble us. Please cause us to submit to your will. Please cause us to sacrifice ourselves for your cause. Lord, we need to surrender our wills to you so that we can be receptive to what you have to say. We need to stop talking and listen more. We need to stop being idle and do more. You want us to be active in your ministry. And I know we could do better. We we can always do better. Please help us to surrender ourselves to you this morning as we enter into your word in order to receive your wisdom and your instruction. May we be students of the word in a proper way and at the proper time. In Jesus' name, amen. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, What do you mean by using this proverb concerning the land of Israel? Saying, The fathers eat the sour grapes, but the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord God, you are surely not going to use this proverb in Israel any more. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. The soul who sins will die. But if a man is righteous and practices justice and righteousness and does not eat at the mountain shrines or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, or defile his neighbor's wife, or approach a woman during her menstrual period. If a man does not oppress anyone, but restores to the debtor his pledge, does not commit robbery, but gives his bread to the hungry, and covers the naked with clothing, if he does not lend money on interest, or take increase, if he keeps his hand from iniquity, and executes true justice between man and man, If he walks in my statutes and my ordinances, so as to deal faithfully, he is righteous and will surely live, declares the Lord God. Then he may have a violent son who sheds blood and who does any of these things to a brother, though he himself does not do any of these things. That is, he even eats at the mountain shrines and defiles his neighbor's wife, oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery, does not restore a pledge, but lifts up his eyes to the idols and commits abomination. He lends money on interest and takes increase. Will he live? He will not live. He has committed all these abominations. He will surely be put to death. His blood will be on his own head. Now behold, he has a son who has observed all his father's sins which he committed, and observing, does not do likewise. He does not eat them at the mountain shrines, or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, or defile his neighbor's wife, or oppress anyone, or retain a pledge, or commit robbery. But he gives his bread to the hungry, and covers the naked with clothing. He keeps his hand from the poor, does not take interest or increase, but executes my ordinances and walks in my statutes. He will not die for his father's iniquity. He will surely live. As for his father, because he practiced extortion, robbed his brother, and did what was not good among his people, behold, he will die for his iniquity. Yet you say, Why should the son not bear the punishment for the father's iniquity? When the son has practiced justice and righteousness, and has observed all my statutes and done them, he shall surely live. The person who sins will die. The son will not bear the punishment for the father's iniquity, nor will the father bear the punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself and the wickedness of the wicked will be upon himself. But if the wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, and observes all my statutes, and practices justice and righteousness, he shall surely live, he shall not die. All his transgressions which he had committed will not be remembered against him. Because of his righteousness which he has practiced, he will live. Do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, rather than that he should turn from his ways and live? But when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and does according to all the abominations that a wicked man does, will he live? All his righteous deeds which he has done will not be remembered for his treachery, which he has committed and his sin which he has committed. For them he will die. Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not right. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not right? Is it not your ways that are not right? When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and dies because of it, for his iniquity which he has committed, he will die. Again, when a wicked man turns away from his wickedness, which he has committed, and practices justice and righteousness, he will save his life. Because he considered and turned away from all his transgressions, which he had committed, he will surely live. He shall not die. But the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not right. Are my ways not right, O house of Israel? Is it not your ways? That are not right. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, each according to his conduct, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn away from all your transgressions, so that iniquity may not become a stumbling block to you. Cast away from you all your transgressions which you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. Therefore, repent and live. As for you, take up a lamentation for the princes of Israel, and say, What was your mother? A lioness among lions. She lay down among young lions. She reared her cubs. When she brought up one of her cubs, he became a lion, and he learned to tear his prey. He devoured men. Then nations heard about him. He was captured in their pit, and they brought him with hooks to the land of Egypt. When she saw, as she waited, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion and he walked about among the lions. He became a young lion, he learned to tear his prey, and he devoured men. He destroyed their fortified towers, and laid waste their cities. And the land and its fullness were appalled, because of the sound of his roaring. Then nations set against him on every side from their provinces, and they spread their net over him. He was captured in their pit. They put him in a cage with hooks, and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him in hunting nets, so that his voice would be heard no more on the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard, planted by the waters. It was fruitful and full of branches because of abundant waters. And it had strong branches fit for scepters of rulers, at its height height was raised above the clouds, so that it was seen in its height with the mass of its branches. But it was plucked up in fury, it was cast down to the ground, and the east wind dried up its fruit. Its strong branch was torn off, so that it withered. The fire consumed it. And now it is planted in the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty land. The fire has gone out from its branch. It has consumed its shoots and fruit, so that there is not in it a strong branch, a scepter to rule. This is a lamentation, and has become a lamentation. Now, in the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth of the month, certain of the elders of Israel came to inquire of the Lord and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came to me. Saying, Son of man, speak to the elders of Israel, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Do you come to inquire of me? As I live, declares the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. Will you judge them? Will you judge them, Son of man? Make them know the abominations of their fathers, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, On the day when I chose Israel, And swore to the descendants of the house of Jacob, and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt, when I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day I swore to them to bring them out from the land of Egypt into a land that I had selected for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. I said to them, Cast away, each of you, the detestable things of his eyes. And do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me, and were not willing to listen to me. They did not cast away the detestable things of their eyes, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I resolved to pour out my wrath on them, to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them by bringing them out of the land of Egypt. So I took them out of the land of Egypt, and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statutes, and informed them of my ordinances, by which, if a man observes them, he will live. Also I gave them my sabbaths, to be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not walk in my statutes, and they rejected my ordinances, by which, if a man observes them, he will live. And my sabbaths they greatly profaned. Then I resolved to pour out my wrath on them in the wilderness, to annihilate them. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations, before whose sight I had brought them out. Also I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands, because they rejected my ordinances. And as for my statutes, they did not walk in them. They even profaned my Sabbaths, for their heart continually went after their idols. Yet my eye spared them, rather than destroying them, and I did not cause their annihilation in the wilderness. I said to their children in the wilderness, Do not walk in the statutes of your fathers, or keep their ordinances or defile yourselves with their idols? I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes, and keep my ordinances, and observe them. Sanctify my sabbaths, and they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. But the children rebelled against me. They did not walk in my statutes, nor were they careful to observe my ordinances by which if a man observes them, he will live. They profaned my Sabbaths. So I resolved to pour out my wrath on them, to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. But I withdrew my hand, and acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. And I also swore to them in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the nations and disperse them among the lands, because they had not observed my ordinances, but had rejected my statutes and had profaned my sabbaths, and their eyes were on the idols of their fathers. I also gave them statutes that were not good, and ordinances by which they could not live, and I pronounced them unclean because of their gifts, so that they caused all their firstborn to pass through the fire, so that I might make them desolate, in order that they might know that I am the Lord. Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Yet in this your fathers have blasphemed me, by acting treacherously against me. When I had brought them into the land which I swore to give to them, then they saw every high hill and every leafy tree, and they offered there their sacrifices, and there they presented the provocation of their offering. There also they made their soothing aroma, and there they poured out their drink offerings. Then I said to them, What is the high place to which you go? So its name is called Bama to this day. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Will you defile yourselves after the manner of your fathers, and play the harlot after their detestable things? When you offer your gifts, when you cause your sons to pass through the fire, you are defiling yourselves, with all your idols to this day. And shall I be inquired of by you, O house of Israel? As I live, declares the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. What comes into your mind will not come about, when you say, We will be like the nations, like the tribes of the lands, serving wood and stone, As I live, declares the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with wrath poured out, I shall be king over you. I will bring you out from the peoples and gather you from the lands where you are scattered with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with wrath poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples. And there I will enter into judgment with you Face to face. As I entered into judgment with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so I will enter into judgment with you, declares the Lord God. I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will purge from you the rebels and those who transgress against me. I will bring them out of the land where they sojourn so they will not enter the land of Israel. Thus you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, Go, serve everyone his idols, but later you will surely listen to me, and my holy name you will profane no longer with your gifts and with your idols. For on my holy mountain, on the high mountain of Israel, declares the Lord God. There the whole house of Israel, all of them, will serve me in the land. There I will accept them, and there I will seek your contributions and the choicest of your gifts with all your holy things. As a soothing aroma, I will accept you when I bring you out from the peoples and gather you from the lands where you are scattered. And I will prove myself holy among you In the sight of the nations. And you will know that I am the Lord, when I bring you into the land of Israel, into the land which I swore to give to your forefathers. There you will remember your ways and all your deeds with which you have defiled yourselves, and you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for all the evil things that you have done. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have dealt with you for my name's sake. Not according to your evil ways, or according to your corrupt deeds, O house of Israel, declares the Lord God. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Taman, and speak out against the south, and prophesy against the forest land of the Negev, and say to the forest of the Negev, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am about to kindle a fire in you, and it will consume every green tree in you, as well as every dry tree. The blazing flame will not be quenched, and the whole surface from south to north will be burned by it. All flesh will see that I, the Lord, have kindled it. It shall not be quenched. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, they are saying of me, Is he not just speaking parables? And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Jerusalem, and speak against the sanctuaries, and prophesy against the land of Israel, and say to the land of Israel, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you. I will draw my sword out of its sheath, and cut off from you the righteous and the wicked. Because I will cut off from you the righteous and the wicked, therefore my sword will go forth from its sheath against all flesh from south to north. Thus all flesh will know that I, the Lord, have drawn my sword out of its sheath. It will not return to its sheath again. As for you, son of man, groan with breaking heart and bitter grief. Groan in their sight. And when they say to you, Why do you groan? You shall say, Because of the news that is coming. And every heart will melt. All hands will be feeble. Every spirit will faint. And all knees will be weak as water. Behold, it comes and it will happen declares the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy and say. Thus says the Lord God, Say, A sword, a sword sharpened and also polished, sharpened to make a slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. Or shall we rejoice, the rod of my son despising every tree? Is it given to be polished that it may be handled? The sword is sharpened and polished to give it into the hand of the slayer. Cry out and wail, Son of Man, for it is against my people. It is against all the officials of Israel. They are delivered over to the sword with my people. Therefore, strike your thigh, for there is a testing. And what if even the rod? which despises will be no more, declares the Lord God. You, therefore, son of man, prophesy and clap your hands together, and let the sword be doubled the third time, the sword for the slain. It is the sword for the great one slain, which surrounds them, that their hearts may melt, and many fall at all their gates. I have given the glittering sword. Ah, it is made for striking like lightning. It is wrapped up in readiness for slaughter. Show yourself sharp. Go to the right. Set yourself. Go to the left, wherever your edge is appointed. I will also clap my hands together, and I will appease my wrath. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, As for you, son of man... Make two ways for the sword of the king of Babylon to come. Both of them will go out of one land. And make a signpost. Make it at the head of the way to the city. You shall mark the way for the sword to come to Rabbah of the sons of Ammon, and to Judah into fortified Jerusalem. For the king of Babylon stands at the parting of the way at the head of the two ways. To use divination. He shakes the arrows, he consults the household items, he looks at the liver. Into his right hand came the divination, Jerusalem, to set battering rams, to open the mouth for slaughter, to lift up the voice with a battle cry, to set battering rams against the gates, to cast up ramps, to build a siege wall. And it will be to them like a false divination in their eyes. They have sworn solemn oaths, but he brings iniquity to remembrance, that they may be seized. Therefore, thus says the Lord God Because you have made your iniquity to be remembered, in that your transgressions are uncovered, so that in all your deeds your sins appear, because you have come to remembrance, you will be seized with the hand. And you, O slain, Wicked one, the prince of Israel, whose day has come, in the time of the punishment of the end, thus says the Lord God, Remove the turban, and take off the crown. This will no longer be the same. Exalt that which is low, and abase that which is high. A ruin, a ruin, a ruin, I will make it. This also will be no more, until he comes whose right it is, and I will give it to him. And you, son of man, prophesy, and say, Thus says the Lord God concerning the sons of Ammon, and concerning their reproach, and say, A sword, a sword is drawn, polished for the slaughter, to cause it to consume, that it may be like lightning. While they see for you false visions, while they divine lies for you, to place you on the necks of the wicked who are slain, whose day has come in the time of the punishment of the end. Return it to its sheath. In the place where you were created, in the land of your origin, I will judge you. I will pour out my indignation on you. I will blow on you with the fire of my wrath. And I will give you into the hand of brutal men, skilled in destruction. You will be fuel for the fire. Your blood will be in the midst of the land. You will not be remembered, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, And you, son of man, will you judge? Will you judge the bloody city? Then cause her to know all her abominations. You shall say, Thus says the Lord God. A city shedding blood in her midst, so that her time will come, and that makes idols, contrary to her interest, for defilement. You have become guilty by the blood which you have shed, and defiled by your idols which you have made. Thus you have brought your day near, and have come to your years. Therefore I have made you a reproach to the nations, and a mocking to all the lands. Those who are near and those who are far from you will mock you, you of ill repute, full of turmoil. Behold, the rulers of Israel, each according to his power, have been in you for the purpose of shedding blood. They have treated mother and father lightly within you. The alien they have oppressed in your midst. The fatherless and the widow they have wronged in you. YOU HAVE DESPISED MY HOLY THINGS AND PROFANED MY SABBATHS. SLANDEROUS MEN HAVE BEEN IN YOU FOR THE PURPOSE OF SHEDDING BLOOD, AND IN YOU THEY HAVE EATEN AT THE MOUNTAIN SHRINES. IN YOUR MIDST THEY HAVE COMMITTED ACTS OF LEWDNESS. IN YOU THEY HAVE UNCOVERED THEIR FATHER'S NAKEDNESS. IN YOU THEY HAVE HUMBLED HER WHO WAS UNCLEAN IN HER MENSTRUAL IMPURITY. One has committed abomination with his neighbor's wife, and another has lewdly defiled his daughter-in-law. And another in you has humbled his sister, his father's daughter. In you they have taken bribes to shed blood. You have taken interest in profits, and you have injured your neighbors for gain by oppression. And you have forgotten me, declares the Lord God. Behold, then, I smite my hand at your dishonest gain, which ye have acquired, and at the bloodshed which is among you. Can your heart endure, and can your hand be strong in the days that I will deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. I will scatter you among the nations, and I will disperse you through the lands, and I will consume your uncleanness from you. You will profane yourself in the sight of the nations, and you will know that I am the Lord. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. All of them are bronze and tin and iron and lead in the furnace. They are the dross of silver. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Because all of you have become dross, therefore, behold, I am going to gather you into the midst of Jerusalem. As they gather silver and bronze and iron and lead and tin into the furnace to blow fire on it in order to melt it, so I will gather you in my anger and in my wrath, and I will lay you there and melt you. I will gather you and blow on you with the fire of my wrath, and you will be melted in the midst of it. As silver is melted in the furnace, so you will be melted in the midst of it, and you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my wrath on you. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, say to her, You are a land that is not cleansed or rained on in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in her midst, like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured lives. They have taken treasure and precious things. They have made many widows in the midst of her. Her priests have done violence to my law and have profaned my holy things. They have made no distinction between the holy and the profane. And they have not taught the difference between the unclean and the clean. And they hide their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. Her princes within her are like wolves tearing the prey, by shedding blood and destroying lives in order to get dishonest gain. Her prophets have smeared whitewash for them, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land have practiced oppression and committed robbery, and they have wronged the poor and needy and have oppressed the sojourner without justice. I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land, so that I would not destroy it. But I found no one. Thus I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their way I have brought upon their heads, declares the Lord God. Let's briefly look at what we discussed today. Some of it is repetitive in the way that God is identifying the issues that are within the nation. And so we don't need to go through that because we we know fully well by now what Israel has done to deserve such wrath. And so we know that it is the same root problems. They don't listen to God's commandments. They don't obey him. They profane all his rules. They don't trust in him. They trust in idols. They have done everything contrary to God's law. And so this is what was going to happen if they continued down that path. We know this, so we don't need to repeat it once again the lord is making it very clear to the nations of his of this day that this is why it's going on and he's using ezekiel to share that message but we have a unique perspective because we are on the outside looking in and so we know that this message is a consistent message through multiple prophets through multiple generations and yet god's standards have never changed what he requires from us is no different from year to year. When we get into chapter 18, we see something a little different. So it starts off with a proverb that says, The fathers eat the sour grapes, but the children's teeth are set on edge. So this was a literal proverb that was circulating in Jerusalem at that time, because God says, why is this? What do you mean by using this proverb? So what does this proverb mean? This proverb means that the children are suffering for the sins of the father. Now, the Bible is clear in the law that there are cumulative effects of sin. There is no doubt of that. Like it says that the Lord your God is a jealous God, and he visits the iniquity of the fathers on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. He does say that. And so there are some effects, and I believe that's where family curses come from. But in addition, when it comes to salvation, the sins of the Father do not apply. You are held accountable for your own conduct and your own sin. The Lord is declaring here, like he says in verse 4, that you will be held accountable as an individual. Like he says here, Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father, as well as the soul of the Son, is mine. The soul who sins will die. And then he goes through an explanation of what he means by that. If the Father is a righteous man and the Son is not, the Father will live and the Son won't. If it's the other way around, the Son is the good guy obeying God and the Father is the sinner then the son will live and not the father. If the son was good and then he turns evil, then he will not last. He will not live. He goes through all these scenarios to get the point across that, for one, you are held accountable for your own conduct and your own sins. But secondly, he says it twice in here, once in verse 23 and at the last verse in the verse 32. Do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God? Rather than that, he should turn from his ways and live. That is what God wants. God wants people to repent. That's why he says that so often in here. He wants people to repent. He says that very clearly in verse 30. Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, each according to his conduct. Repent and turn away from all your transgressions so that iniquity may not become a stumbling block to you. Very interesting how he says that. Turn away from the sin in your life that is causing you to fail. We can say it like this, kind of like what it says in the New Testament as well, Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, we let us cast aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race set before us. It's the same kind of thing. Or what also what Jesus said, right? If anyone wants to come after me, they must deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow me. It's the same concept of you have to deny yourself. And you have to deny yourself of the things in this world that matter little in fact the things that you should abandon are the things that cause you to increase that tendency of sin you want to call it a spiritual gateway drug sure and that's about the best way to describe it for me it's video games video games is where i would begin with something that oh you know just give myself a little bit here and there and then it becomes more and more it's a slow poison And eventually I'll end up somewhere so dark and be like, how did I get here? And it wasn't just overnight. It was a slow drip. So that's what he's trying to say is cast away. And he says that very clearly in verse 31. Cast away from you all your transgressions if you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? God doesn't want us to fail. He doesn't want us to die. He doesn't want us to be separated from him forever. He wants people to repent and so that he can restore them. He has no pleasure, like he says in verse 32, I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies. Therefore, repent and live. He doesn't want anyone to die. It grieves God's heart that so many people abandon him and have no regard for him. This is why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so important. We are the hands and feet and mouth of the gospel. There are so many people in this world today that are going to burn in hell for eternity because they have rejected or have not heard the gospel. And you may be the one to do it. Think of that. You be the instrument of someone being given eternal life. Isn't that mind-blowing that you were involved in that? You yourself didn't save them, but God used you to get to someone. We need to take our job seriously more than we take anything else, because that's what's at stake. Chapter 19 is a lamentation for the leadership, the princes of Israel, and showing them what is going on and what is going to happen to them. So this is a lamentation using illustrations of lions, and there are particular kings that are being addressed as these lions. Chapter 20 is a message that Ezekiel is told to give concerning the unfaithfulness of Israel. And this was a direct result of the second time that we see that some elders from Israel came to consult the Lord through Ezekiel. And the Lord is like, why are you even coming to me? Do you come to inquire of me? I will not be inquired of by you. Who do you think you are coming into my presence when you have not even begun to obey me? Your hearts are directly opposed to me. Why do you come into my presence? Who do you think you are? I'm not going to listen to this. So he gives all his reasons. And then he gives a history of how time and time again he has delivered Israel, he has supported them, he has given them promises, and has done nothing but good to them. And they have rejected him over and over and over. And he shows his mercy by showing how many times he spared them and how many times he should have just annihilated them, but he didn't. But why didn't he do it? Is it because Israel is special? No. He says it very clearly here, multiple times. For example, in verse 9 I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them by bringing them out of the land of Egypt. And he does that over and over, where he's saying, I did it for my name's sake. I didn't do it for you. I did it for my name's sake that I would not be profaned across the world as being an ineffective God. I will not allow myself to be profaned across the world. Therefore, I show myself strong until the end. And then I show the world that it was their sin that separated them from me. And that's exactly why this is happening. It is not me. It's you. He says that very clearly. But in traditional fashion, God also promises that he will restore them one day. And he's referring to two different kinds. He's referring to the nation of Israel becoming a nation again, which was fulfilled already. But then also he's talking about the future millennial kingdom, which it states that all who enter into the new kingdom, will have a redeemed body, and they will all have to be proved through judgment. So either the white throne judgment or the judgment seat of Christ. Either way, all are going into judgment. But he promises to restore those that he has chosen. Chapter 21 is referring to a sword, and the sword is the judgment of God, of what he has proclaimed he's going to do. And he uses the sword as an illustration for Nebuchadnezzar sometimes. That Nebuchadnezzar is going to be the one who is the sword of the Lord. Much like we see later that Cyrus is also going to be the sword of the Lord. And so it's an illustration of what God is going to do and how he's going to do it. And then chapter 22 is another illustration of all the different sins That Israel has committed against God. And they wonder why this is happening. So this judgment is certain. And so he reminds them of all the things they've done wrong. And then of course what his standards are. Stop doing this. Repent and live. You have brought this on your own heads. So there's no one that you can blame except yourself. And that's... What proves God to be righteous in the end. Our sin is the problem. God is the solution. He always has been. His law is perfect. He expects obedience from us because his ways are right. And yet we have chosen the wrong ways intentionally because we think we know better somehow. But not, not only that, but we don't trust him or we've utterly rejected him. And you want to reject the right way? then there will be consequences. And that's what God has done to the people of Israel. That's all that I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.